Today is April 16th, 2021, and this is Big Fish Small Pod. This is a part of our audio coverage here at Fish Stripes of the 2021 Miami Marlins season, and specifically, today's podcast is to just catch you up on the Marlins as they are today. And there is a lot to talk about because we are just 12 games into the full 162-game season. And over the last week, we've seen this Marlins team climb out of a 1-6 hole to go at division rivals, the New York Mets and Atlanta Braves, and come out, as they are today, 5-7. and seven. It's much too early in the season to talk about record win-loss in that sense, but what we've seen is enough to show us that the Marlins are in it, and no matter your perspective on baseball, be it you like fantasy sports, or you're a diehard Marlins fan, or you're a Braves fan that wants the Marlins to just be, quote, bottom feeders, what we've seen is a Marlins team that does demand respect. And last night, April 15th's game against the Braves was no exception. As it were, last night was Jackie Robinson Day. A day meant to honor Jackie Robinson, the man that broke the color barrier in Major League Baseball. Prior to that point, in 1947, there had never been a black baseball player. There had never been a non-white Major League Baseball player less than 75 years ago. Obviously, there's a lot of time, a lot of attention, a lot to just be made of the man that is Jackie Robinson. And if you'd like to catch up on him, check out Fish Stripes. Nicole Cahill has a great article up that gives us a fresh take at what Jackie Robinson Day is in the year 2021. It's a great read as we all address what is this just abstract life we live. And over this last week, this Marlins team has taken the abstract and run with it. Last night, they faced the Atlanta Braves at Truist Park with a chance to sweep. The Marlins sent Trevor Rogers to the mound against Ian Anderson and the Atlanta Braves, who were trying to fight off a four-game sweep. Having already lost the series and currently standing 3-1 and one against the Marlins, I did just spoil the outcome for you. But seriously, if you're listening to this podcast before knowing who won the game, on this day, I question you. I think that you need to watch the highlights for this game. It was full of clutch hits and great plays. John Birdie made an amazing grab in center field. And he was playing second base. It was the sort of play that got me just out of my seat. Albies out to shallow center. It's going to be Birdie making an acrobatic play in center field. How did he get there and how did he hang on? The speed on display again. Like a wide receiver at the back of the end zone. Are you kidding me? He got both feet down. Yeah, he did. One, two. He got him down. He got him down. Wow, what a catch. Uh, This Marlins team is a lot of fun. Um, There I said it. And Trevor Rogers in this game went five innings. He struck out seven. 
Braves only gave up two earned runs and very much kept his team in it. It was a successful start. And his team gave him some run support. And that's where I get to the point of my concept of this game where I have to think that we all jinxed it. We just jinxed it. We were talking all day, all week, about how Adam Duvall uh, has these great games against the Braves. How he did have a great game against the Braves earlier this week with 7 RBI. An earlier series broadcast with J.P. Arisieva on the Marlins radio. He called out Pablo Sandoval making, um, quote, donkey hacks uh, that the Braves just make him go to the plate as a pinch hitter and they tell him just to, quote, make some donkey hacks, try to hit the ball out. And um, that's where I know we are jinxed. Uh, We're jinxed in this game. I'm gonna even back away from the pronoun we in that the Marlins were jinxed by JP. And a donkey hack against Zach Pop went out and made the Marlins trail. Zach Pop, one of two Rule 5 draft picks on this Marlins roster. So it's hard to imagine him as like a uh, like a linchpin of this franchise going forward. But for today and at the end of a road trip, this Marlins bullpen was light. Zach Pop was the first man out. And as the Marlins battled back after that home run in the ninth, as uh, Miguel Rojas came in to pinch it for the nine spot, followed by Adam Duvall getting a chance to hit for Corey Dickerson, prove his worth as a Braves expert. I, I, I insist that he is that. And he proved me right coming through with a double and letting the Marlins catch up and eventually taking the lead on a Garrett Cooper single, just right up the middle. And then into the ninth, the Marlins turned to a man that you might have heard Eli hype earlier today on this podcast stream. You can even listen to it right after this. He has some great things to say about Jazz Chisholm Jr., so you might want to tune in for that, regardless of whether or not you want to hear more about Dylan Floro, who came in with a save opportunity, notably not going to Yimmy Garcia, who had pitched multiple games prior to tonight. So it's easy to imagine why, even if Yimmy is the clear best option out of the bullpen, per Don Mattingly's eyes and other decision makers' perspectives, Dylan Floro makes sense as a part of this closer committee on a Marlins team that's shy a lockdown option. That might be a great opportunity that might be a great room for improvement as the season goes along and as this Marlins team looks to stay in contention with the class of the NL East like the Mets and the Braves who they faced and have now come out the other end four and two in divisional play so far obviously yeah it's way too early to say anything at all But last night, Dylan Floro, who faced the Braves in the National League Championship Series as a Dodger, giving up a home run in that series actually to Marcelo Zuna, he didn't have enough tonight to lock down his first major league save. And instead, Dansby Swanson hit 
the walk-off as the Braves had already loaded the bases with Ender and Inciarte into the top of the order. A hard just chunk of hitters to face for any pitcher, but last night it exposed that Dylan Floro didn't have it in him to lock them down when it mattered. But like Eli says in the most recent Fish Stripes podcast, the Marlins were playing with house money last night. It isn't even their only Jackie Robinson day game. As much as it is their only game on the day Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier, April 15th, today, tonight, at Lone Depot Park when they face the San Francisco Giants, and Anthony Descalafini, the former Marlin, gets the start, the Marlins will be wearing 42. Everyone on the field will be wearing 42. As the Giants had off on the 15th, they will be celebrating in Miami tonight. And this is a Giants team that the Marlins are now 5-7 and seven on the season, haven't seen since 2019. And looking at their roster, a few names do stand out. Evan Longoria, the Rays great, and Buster Posey, this possible Hall of Fame catcher for the San Francisco Giants, former Florida State Seminole, stand out as headliners. Old friend Donovan Solano, the former Marlin, is their everyday second baseman, and he is quite justifiably holding on to it. This Giants team has been off to a hot start with an 8-4 record, and the Marlins will send Daniel Castano to the mound for his first start of 2021. After making five starts in 2020, he will take to the mound as the Marlins come home after taking a series from the National League East champion.